everyone, welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. And Benjamin Halden. What a way to start a podcast, sure. Benjamin. Also, <laughs> someone, someone DM'd me this morning. I'm going to bump this table for a bit. Not too much because then the mic... The mic oh. Someone DM'd me this morning. That's better, By actually. the way, in your, in your Spotify description, Lucy Halden is still down as Lucy Ooh, Davis. Uh, do, you know, do you know that why, though? Because Cal calls me LD. Doesn't it, to be fair, the last couple of weeks he's been on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean last couple I think we go the last couple of days. Yeah, it was really. yesterday. I'm it was yesterday it. that Cal had officially made the transition to Lucy Halden. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say to a female. Lucy Davis. No, no. LD just rolls off the tongue. LD L L H. L H doesn't roll. Nah, it's not <sighs> just doesn't roll. Cheeky bitch. <laughs> does, I'll roll you downstairs in a minute. How it doesn't roll though, does it? I also say H, and I think you say H. It's Cal. What do you say? Uh, H. Oh, what do you say? H. Oh, just me. So you're the weird one, Liz. H. Yeah, it's not a it's not a number. Uh, no. Let's move on for next because it's H. Do you know why I say H? Because my nan says H. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I thought when I was little, I'm going to grow up to be like that. I'll never get that minute back ever in my life again, you know, Carl. Uh, just to quickly interrupt you on now, Ben Holden and Lucy Holden on the full name of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for the guests who also kindly made us aware of that. That's hilarious. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, the new High Rocks workout is now live. Well, it's actually not a single High Rocks workout. The freaking High, High Rocks partnership my coach program is live and we have been burning to actually <laughs> launch this because if you are aware the launch was delayed by a week and you can imagine the internal stress at my coach however you, you then just have to take yourself away from the situation and realize it's actually oh, that was my stomach wow yeah it's quite hungry sound like the gutter was going yeah sorry sorry guys um and so we we basically had to push the launch back by a week just due to like app things and testing and I think when you have an app, the testing is really important. So it's like perfect for you guys as well. And now it is perfect. The official programs are live and we've got the beginner program, the level up program, which is intermediate, and then the ready to race, which is the advanced program. You obviously have your new coaches. Which, can, we, can we say? Mm -hmm. We have Jake and Megan and myself who are launching the three programs. Megan, a functional fitness queen. There's a really funny video on Unplea for which we'll put up at some point. Um, yeah, so Meg is my sister. I've done high rock doubles with her. And then we also have Jake, who is doing the advanced program. He's a phenomenal runner. Men's He's pro. phenomenal. Yeah, men's pro at high rocks. That program is is tough. And I think it'll be a really, really good challenge to a lot of you who may have 
already competed and want to PB. So when I do it in January, I'm going to follow Jake's program. I'm starting that, I think, yeah. next week or the week after once my body's back to some kind of normality. <laughs> So you literally, all you need to do is hit the link below. It's 85% cheaper than normal High Rocks coaching. And we made this possible for you guys. So we've been obviously working really hard with High Rocks to allow it to be more accessible in terms of the training and the pricing, because it is quite expensive. And we thought, fuck it, we want to make it as accessible as possible. How much is it, Lucy? Ours or others. Why would I give a flying about anyone else's oh ours is so you can get the three month program three months on the app and obviously you get way more on the app in general but you can get it for 90 quid so 30 pounds a month and it's usual. can i share the other usual 150 to 200 pounds mm -hmm. per month you mean Lou? sorry 30 pound no, oh yeah 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 sorry yeah 150 200 per month and we definitely feel like we've done something really special and we are very proud to launch the partnership and all you have to do is click the link below or yeah, messages if you want more info what we'll try and do as well is i'm going to try and get down to a couple of other high rocks events even even if we're not competing at any just try and see people hopefully have a couple of meetups mm -hmm. at the high rocks events with my coach members will be quite cool so if you're somebody who's going down on their own or doing the first high rocks event i think it'd be quite cool We'll try and arrange a couple of meetups for some of the events that we are able to get to. Or even if people are going down to events and want to reach out in the My Coach Facebook community group and just put feelers out there of who's doing the, this event, who's doing that event, and meet up with each other. Wow. Was that your stomach, Luce? Yeah. I thought because we, <laughs> we live next to the Airbus airport, yeah. I thought that was a plane landing. That was a plane, yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't realise I was that hungry. I should. I didn't have time to eat before the podcast. That's bullshit. You've always got time. No. Me, me and Kyle were faffing and I was faffing training. Bar. Sorry. It's just stomach. Wow, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Carry on. Oh, that's all my intro. Oh, notes. that was the intro. Yeah. Okay, hit the link and join the fam. Today's podcast is very exciting. We've got some very random but different questions. Now, we have three questions that you guys have asked us. And mine are actually completely different. Mine are. They're all very random questions. There's only one of them that's realistically to do with like the gym and lifting. The others are more about mindset, which I think is actually quite a nice follow on from the Jay Alderton podcast mm -hmm. that went up last week. Mindset, everything with the Jay podcast, really, really incredible. So go back and listen to that if you've not already. But shall I go first or do you want to do rock, paper, rock, scissors? paper, scissors? Is it one, two, two three, three, go. go. Okay. One, two, three, three go. Fuck. I always usually win. Go on. You okay. Go. I've, mine's the same. I've got uh, some training and some mindset stuff. So the first question is... Are you going to ask it to me and then I kind of give my opinion? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've also chose this question as well because I think it was quite relevant to something that I was speaking about yesterday. What's that? I was just doing a bit of product placement. If you're watching, if you're not, unlucky for you. It's a sample. Okay, then tell people what it is, just rattle <laughs> The most optimal... You can see it. What is the most optimal way to work out if you don't have a lot of time? So if you don't have a lot of time, and, and people actually don't, some people, you know, single mums or they're working full-time or whatever it is, like everyone's time is different, and I can... Com completely appreciate that whereas like people i'd say like us we we maybe have a bit more time to train because it's part of our job so just putting that out there first i completely 
get because you know some people have said like oh everyone has the same 24 hours well fucking some people actually don't if they've got other shit going on um so what i say with training is isn't that a funny quote by the way because i don't think anybody has the same 24 hours it was on the stephen podcast no i know i know it was i know i know i know what reference it was made in but if you look at everyone's 24 hours it's completely different yeah i know what i know it's referencing that, that, that there's actually 24 hours in everyone's day but everyone's 24 hours looks completely different yeah and i get that People have different things and priorities and training and things like that. I definitely say in terms of optimal is what works best for you. And this could be, if I didn't have a lot of time, I'd maybe do like three sessions a week in the gym that are 40, 45 minutes and have everything on a timer so I'm not distracted and go through, but obviously have the workout written up. So you're you're not faffing, you're not thinking, okay, what's next? It's all there for you, you know exactly what you're doing. And then if you're a runner, I'd get up early in the morning and try and run if you can before mm-hmm. before work. That's probably the best advice that I can give. But no one person is the same in terms of their time and their commitments and what they can do. And I also wouldn't feel bad if you have to miss a gym session or move things around or instead of a gym session, go for a 20 minute run and do it. Whoa. Whoa. Swallowed air. Do it. Oh, do you ever done that? What Fucking is wrong hell. with you today? Swallowed air. Thought I was going to choke. Um, what, that stuff that you suck in 24 hours a day? Yes, actually. No, that's probably the best advice I can give is definitely don't compare to other people who are doing this and that. I'd say try and get in for a 45 minute session. If you can't make the gym one day, do a session at home. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think the differentiation that I'd make straight away is... When you were talking about you don't have a lot of time, do you mean you don't have a lot of days in which you can actually make it to the gym or exercise? Because some people will only have two or three days where they can actually work out. So you could do two or three days where you have a longer session. And if that's the case, that might be a Saturday and Sunday. So so a lot of people don't like training on a Saturday and Sunday. But I think if, if you've got those two days which are fairly empty you can get up and commit an hour on a Saturday and an hour on a Sunday. They're probably quite optimal days for people to train. So you could do Saturday, Sunday, and then one day in the week where you can spend a larger amount of time, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. Pardon me. Whereas, or if you're someone who goes, okay, I can actually, I could get to the gym every day or I could get to the gym Monday to Friday or whatever days, I can do five days per week, but I don't have a lot of time to commit in the actual session because I'm limited to my lunch break or I'm limited to a time of a period after work where I've got to go and pick kids up or pick someone up or do some kind of duties, then you may be able to train frequently, but be limited to 30 to 40 minutes. Mm. And this is where we're going to sprinkle some magic. Exactly the way I did yesterday. So me and you actually used to stick to this principle years and years ago when we we're first starting the business and we didn't actually have that much time to commit to the gym because we need to be back for lives or we're doing other things. We, can I also just say in that time, I remember it so well. We used to get up at like half or five, go to the gym, train really quickly. We'd be in and out in like 45 minutes. But you could still get it all done. Yeah, yeah. But then we'd go to the office and we'd leave at half 10. And we, we did that, I think, maybe for like five months mm-hmm. we did that where we just had absolutely no work-life balance yeah. well I, I i actually did this yesterday so walked into the gym and 
didn't have a workout down. So not every single day you need to go in with a, an exact program of what you are going to follow. Is it good to have an end goal? Yes. Is it good to have a structure? Yes. But not every single day it's going to work. So I walked in the gym. I was like, okay, I'm going to do push, push. Good. Cool. I am going to do two exercises on chest. I'm going to do two exercises on shoulders. I'm going to do two exercises on triceps. I'm going to do three sets on every exercise. And I'm going to give myself six minutes to do each exercise. So that means I have one minute to train within that set and one minute to rest before the next set, which is six minutes in total. So that's 36 minute workout. Give yourself eight or nine minutes for warm up, cool down, taking a piss and moving your exercises around. Mm -hmm. It's a 45 minute workout. You don't even have to take those nine minutes, but that's a 36 minute workout that you can do whenever it hits all your push parts you could use that for pull you could use that for legs and then you're just relying on your timer and making sure that your head is in the timer and you are sticking to those training times and rest times and getting through it and you will get everything that you usually get done in a training session if you apply that principle and it doesn't have to be the six exercises of three sets it could be four exercises doing four sets and that would mean that you'd apply eight minutes because the minutes you apply to the sets reflects no, the minutes that you apply to the exercise depends on the amount of sets that you're doing. So mm -hmm. if you're doing, if you're going to do in one set, you'd apply two minutes. If you're doing four sets, it'd be eight minutes, three sets, six minutes, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just double. It's a minute, sorry, it's a minute on, minute off in terms of training to rest. Um, so that's the way it works. And I think that's the most optimal, I believe that's the most optimal way you can work within a session. Yes, you're not going to be PBing and lifting large amounts of weight and at high intensities but it keeps rp high keeps the intensity high it means you can get through the full session it means that you can get in and out and it means that you can pretty much ignore anyone who comes up to you and is trying to poke and prod you and annoy you and, I, go on sorry i think it's good as well because i find sometimes i definitely get really distracted by my phone and i don't i don't like that i don't know why i do it like i would just be scrolling or thinking i mean Sometimes I'm always thinking about creating content. So I'll use, I'll be on my phone, but I never feel like I've had a full session when I've been scrolling and messaging people. And so I need to start definitely, I think even for myself using that timing mechanism again, because I end up just sat there for like five minutes or because we were doing quite a lot of training at home. I just walk out the garage and I'm just like, nee, nee, nee. like I, I, can't, I try and do that. I'm a bit distracted. Night. I hate being on my phone in a workout. And yeah. that's the thing I love about running is that you can't. You've got, you've got to be off it. And even even day. with the world record prep, I was multitasking. So I'd go off and do a six hour walk, but I'd have my phone sitting on top of the mm. handle. And in between, because I do 30 seconds on 30 seconds off, I'd reply to emails, I'd write emails, I'd write WhatsApp notes, mm. show notes, I'd write my wedding speech. I mean, that is six hours though, so that's maybe slightly different. And you were walking and stopping. I know, but some, some of them I didn't because I thought, do you know what? I just want to be present for three hours with my own thoughts, which is a difficult thing to do and something that you never really do in this day and age because we're so distracted. Even when I'm running sometimes, and I've, I, think, I think I'm the only person who does this. Like, I've FaceTimed Meg before on runs. I've texted you on runs because I can run and text. I think it's a new skill that I've just, you know, when I was texting the other day in that 30K, I was just like running and texting. Like it wasn't, I could, and I could, I can film and take pictures and stuff. But then sometimes I'm really distracted 
and I'll write something down like in my notes or memories or look at emails whilst I'm running. Really? Yeah. Bad that, isn't fucking it? weird. Yeah. Dude. I think it's actually really bad though because my brain is so busy. I don't go on a run to fucking relax. Like I know some people like, oh, it's so therapeutic to get back and feel great. I don't sometimes. My my brain is very busy when I'm running. That's why I so like I have listening to, try and, to a podcast. Yeah, I've started doing that again. I have to try and empty my brain before a run or I'm running and I'm like, fuck, I need to check that okay. email. What's the, what's, is there, what, do you think there's a least optimal way to work out? Mm. I, don't, I don't understand the question. Well, we just talked about what's most optimal. Least optimal is not doing something that works for you. Oh, th- thank you, fucking Einstein. <laughs> but it's not. I might be training with you because you're paying the arse. Well, at least optimal, what we've just spoke about, being on your phone, pissing around. I, th- I think it'd be going and doing individual body parts. Oh, as in like arms. Yeah. Legs. Legs and legs, not as much because legs you'll do. Yeah, yeah. Going into the gym just to hit chest. Mm-hmm. When you say uh, optimal, do you mean time-wise or do you mean... Yeah, for, so the, the, the question relating back to... If you don't have time. Oh, I thought you right. meant just in general. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. Yeah. Hitting one body part. If you don't have, a, if you have all the time in the world, absolutely fine. If you want to spend an hour and a half on chest, but yeah, do push, I would say push, pull yeah. legs so or full body. Optimal There's going to be like optimal for what? So this is just relating to time. If you don't have tons of it, basically. Okay. Next question. Thank you. What annoys you most about the fitness industry? You. Uh, okay. Next one. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I am annoying. I am annoying. I annoy myself sometimes. Does anyone else annoy themselves sometimes? Um, Open and honest conversation there. No. I do. I sometimes say stuff and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God, me. I'll second that. Yeah. At least I'm honest. <laughs> no, I'm joking. This is a difficult one because I think there's probably a lot of things that annoy me, but none of them are springing to mind at the moment. I think that annoys me most about the fitness industry. I know you've probably got one, so you go. Okay. Well, the first one is like... Oh, you got a list. I have two. Okay. The first one is fads. Like just faddy, faddy workouts or faddy clickbait. I've never been able to get on board with it, but it's still so present. And you see these kind of people really grow off fads and it bugs me because I'm like, yeah, you're selling the dream, but that dream isn't a reality that's not actually going to happen that's not how you get to it you know like the whole six pack in seven days yeah i'd love you know to grow my youtube ridiculously by being like six pack in seven days because i have but i'm like actually guys it's genetics (laughs) or i'm just so truthful sometimes it's almost half me to look at the fads that are happening because people buy into it or they they spend money on things that really shouldn't be spending money on like the injection fad or there's been loads of them and I just think the fact people still do it it's just a bit odd like I find it really quite like toxic in the fitness industry yeah and then the second one um I didn't know how to title this one so it doesn't actually have a title but the new culture I would call it a culture of being scared to say anything and be your own person because you're scared of either getting cancelled or people just pushing their opinions onto you I don't know what that kind of movement is. Were you just being like oppressed, aren't you, by people who are woke, so you don't say anything? Well, it was more, I was more like the example of that video that we put up on the podcast page the other day, 
where someone's like, you need to be really careful about sharing your easy runs because it's offensive. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why can't people share their own achievements and their aspirations? Like, so that kind of thing you see like a lot in the fitness industry now, like people can't share or won't share their goals and aspirations and what they really think because of other people's opinions. Yeah, I think I think that's probably one of the things that annoys me is people being offended by everything. I think I still think if you're offended by something, you've some people get awesome at the time, but if you've chosen to be offended by it. Mm. And I think people are offended very easy nowadays because they don't spend a lot of time doing anything else. They don't spend a lot of time in other social circles. They don't spend a lot of time in any sort of challenge of life, in any sort of workspace that mentally stimulates them. There's no sort of pushback in any other direction of life. So the, the I suppose, level or tolerance of being offended is a lot lower because they've not had any other experience of that apart from being online mm. and sitting in their own bedroom and choosing to be offended by things that they see online. Yeah, and I, I think it's something that comes with practice because I even... I filmed a video this morning on a comment that I got yesterday of someone being like, you, you'd you look so much better with bigger boobs. Like, why don't you get a boob job? And I was like, oh, you're old. But I made a video on it because I, I would have really used to be offended by that because it was an insecurity. But that's, that's that person's own like agenda that they're pushing onto me. But I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. It's that sort of thing that I just think is really weird. Like if you've got an opinion about someone or someone that someone's poked to keep it to yourself like i just that annoys me yeah, i'm still finding it hard i mean for me i i think over the past 10 to 20 years the fitness industry come on a lot mm. in terms of identifying things such as fads such as supplements that were once pushed as the be all end all of you finding a result i think we come on a lot i think there's still some things in terms of people being gatekeepers and people being gatekeepers to being allowed into certain fitness spaces. We know that, like, especially elderly and in a lot of spaces, females feel conscious or anxious in, in going to gyms. So I think some people create environments where they believe people need to look or be a certain way to, to be included within certain groups. Mm. I think we saw a lot of that with... I won't even mention that too because it's going to go over an absolute rabbit hole. But there's there's spaces and brands which have had it publicly where I suppose followers have jumped to uh, a norm of what that brand's created or what that person has created and it just creates a real toxic place for anyone else to try and be in and manoeuvre in and live in just because they look different or because they speak different. Mm -hmm. And... I think this happens a lot with coaches and educators as well, where you'll see a lot of, I think this happens with females more, where you see a lot of like female fitspos who record videos and literally you don't even see their face on the camera because they're, they're, they lead the conversation with their arse end mm. and get tons of likes and tons of clicks because it's mainly just guys who are double tapping on stuff and coaches who actually have something valuable to say and experience to inject into the industry are not heard and not seen because of that I think this is completely off topic but I think even Jonathan Ross tweeted something yesterday about he felt sorry for I think there's a new horror film out which is brilliant at the moment but it's, it doesn't get any attention whatsoever because Oppenheimer and Barbie have just come out so because those two front leaders are at the, the front front of the, the cinema and filmmaking at the moment a great movie gets missed mm -hmm. I think that happens obviously on a completely different level in the fitness space there's a lot of coaches who have a lot to say 
and sorry, a lot of wealth to share. But again, because Instagram and, and platforms like TikTok are, are really judged upon how someone looks, especially in the fitness space, a lot of the people who have a, a, a good voice miss out on that, which I think, which is why longer conversation podcasts, YouTube videos are great. And we've seen a lot of people such as the Jeff Nippards, um, well, it's been really good on podcasts in the fitness space. Us. I knew you were going to say that. My, my brain, my like short We are, we are number short, one podcast. My short term memory so. just isn't firing today for me to even think of anyone off, um, off the top ESG. of my head. ESG. Yeah. Emma's got Emma's a great, great podcast. Yeah. We have quite a good podcast at the moment. I'm not just talking about podcasts, I'm talking about voices with inside the, the fitness space who genuinely have a lot to bring and aren't just a body. Sam Sulek. <laughs> he's the biggest gearhead in the world but he's great though to be fair I actually like him he's um, I think he's one of those guys who, who doesn't just use his body to gain traction although he does look like a freak I think he has a very calm and pleasant way about him and he's a very good speaker mm. wonderful continue um, on to your next question do you know what? We might only be able to fit two more questions in, Ben. Okay, well, let's go. My next question is so intense. They hurt mine, I'll be fair. <laughs> we'll have to give shorter answers then. If you had to give three things that... <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I butchered this question. If you had to give... The three things that helped you live a fulfilled life, what would they be? Sorry, what? If you had to give three things that helped to live a fulfilled life, what would they be? If I had to give? Yes. I didn't speak words from your mouth. I had to speak about three things to live a fulfilled life. Fucking hell. Do we, can we get someone to do sign language today, Cal? <laughs> I think so. Cal, did that first question make sense? It did, but I think it's because I'm just watching from the sidelines. I'm not like getting asked it directly. Yeah. So three things, three things live a fulfilled life. How many times do you want to repeat the question? <laughs> no, fucking answer I'm, it. I, that's a that's quite a hard question. So fulfilled life. Okay. So for me, I think a really nice group of friends. <laughs> And family, like being close to family and friends, I think yeah. is really fulfilling for me, especially. And being able to, and I, I do think that thing is very true where you have like your five best friends on like one hand and the people who you're closest to and things like that is definitely something as you go through life experiences and you have those people um, fulfilled. D doing something you're passionate about. 
Um, I definitely took a risk just to go straight into the fitness industry with absolutely nothing backing me, no money or anything once I quit swimming. I was just at uni, but I thought I love it so much. If I can make this worthwhile, make it a job, that's like really fulfilling for me because mm-hmm. I get to do what I love. And then what else fulfills me? I think being, I think being healthy, I feel really... I, I feel yeah. fulfilled being a, health, a healthy person. I think it's you only get one body. Why? Why would you? Why would you not want to look after it? So that fulfills me. Like so, not just like training, but everything to do with health and like a healthy heart and healthy lungs and that. I, I think that's something that comes with maturity as well, though. Yeah, because I think when I you first get into, into fitness, you you're just bothered about the way that you look, the way that you walk down the high street, the way that you judge, the way that you'll walk into a club, the way that the opposite sex sees you, judges you, feels about you. And then when when I think as you mature, it slowly becomes more about health than it just does about aesthetics. Mm. They are my three. That's, what was that? My phone. Oh. Sometimes they vibrate. <laughs> um, my three were short and sweet. So I want to have positive impact. I think that's my main thing. I think that's the thing that makes me feel good, especially after the, the world record attempt. Just in case anyone didn't know, I did a world record. Um, I told you you'd start to use that card. Yeah. So, right, you'll still be doing it in a year, I do. <laughs> yeah, but you, you used to run. <sighs> it's all okay, right. Joe, I've, I've signed Bennett for an ultra. Boo. Well, you didn't. You invited I, other people to do it no, ahead actually. of me. So, what tends to happen is these sort of things. <laughs> I invite Lucy to do everything. She comes down, does Muay Thai. Whenever do you want to do a workout together? No, Lucy literally. Oh, I'm going to do base camp. Well, is there is going to be a, is going to be a question in there as well? Uh, I'm going to go and do high rocks. Technically, Megan yeah. booked that. Okay. Um, doing another. I'm doing a marathon in Lanzarote. I also asked Ben to join. Do, do you want to come basically and <laughs> run alongside me with a camera? Okay, and then no, I'm, we I'm booked, I'm booked a, I booked an ultra next year with another guy. Well, so this other person, I won't voice it on the podcast in case they don't want to know they're doing it. This other person was like, "We should do an ultra," and I'm like, "Fucking yeah, well game." Can't do it this year, but we'll do it next year. So I was looking at some ultras yesterday, and I found one which is like a looped ultra. And I said to Ben, I was like, oh, me and are doing an ultra. And I, and then I hadn't asked Ben, so I've booked Ben on. No, she did that out of absolute <laughs> guilt. So we've got, we've got um, January the 13th, we're doing an ultra. Fuck, it's going to be fucking freezing. Okay, so positive impact after doing the world record attempt. I think whenever, I feel I can give other people hope that really makes me feel good. Mm. If That's what makes me feel fulfilled like ultimately fulfilled is giving other people hope. And I had a lot of messages off the back of that, which were genuine, just positive messages that gave other people hope in what they were doing and taking steps forward with their own life, especially because it was about mental health, men's mental health around raising funds for men's testicular cancer. I think whenever you're doing something for charity, selfishly, you're always doing it for yourself as well, because you get that feel good factor from it and that delayed gratification as well. The second thing is, and I believe this is something that gets lost a lot in the modern world is finding a partner that I love, can spend time with, supports me, and also wants to have our children as well. Because I think it's it's built down deep within our DNA to want to spread our genes. And 
that's one of the things that I think drives us as human beings, even if it isn't subconscious. I think, um, and also just having having kids around me, I think puts me in a in a positive space. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see my sister's kids, I just always feel happy and positive. I've not always felt like that, but I think over the, especially maybe because I'm starting to think about having kids more now as well. I have a different perspective on children, but I know there's this, what's the word for it? And there's like a, a group or a movement, especially online. I don't know if they're even called like a set. I know there's so many pills online at the moment, black, white, red pill. Maybe Carl might know what this one's called. Just the, a cohort of people who their mission is to stay single in life and not be with a partner. Single. Yeah, as in they don't, they they really don't want a relationship. Maybe because they've been stung by one before. There's 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 cohort of men online who live within that realm as well, where they stay single and they talk about women. And then even within those groups, if they find out that other men are speaking to other women, and even getting close to people asking for advice on dating, they get kicked out of the circle. Oh, so you mean incels? Incels. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the way I was looking for. What a strange circle to be in. Involuntary celibates. Yeah. So it's less about ah. making a choice. It's about saying like. The problem is women and yeah. I am basically unfuckable is the, the words that they yeah. use. And oh. they basically then just, instead of tearing the finger, blaming themselves, they'll they'll blame everything else uh, and never look at that. But there's there's women who, who are like that as well. I think there's a lot of evidence at the moment creeping up about how men and women are getting to later points in their life and being unhappy with the, the decisions that they've made. And then even to do with getting later in life where it becomes more difficult to get pregnant and and maybe reflecting on that decision differently to what they may have done 10 years ago. Now the opportunity is is, is either past or the opportunity has become less possible to have children, I think is a, is a big thing in terms of life satisfaction as well. So that's one of the things that I've looked forward to is, is obviously having children and I'm happy that I've found a, a life partner to feel fulfilled and then I think Stay. the other thing just to finish off and this is this is a really short answer to the third one is just finding out who I really am yours are really deep I was going I just don't, I, just don't I don't think even reflecting on the past couple of weeks I don't think I really know who I am yet I think you do I don't how how can you tell me I know who I am. I like it's something that I am still discovering as I go through. Even the comment I made to Cal before about when he's asking where do you want to live long term, and I said where we are now. But Ben, the things Ben said ten years ago, I would disagree with now. So I, I think you're constantly finding out who you are, what you are. Obviously, we're always impacted by culture and society and friends and family. But I, I still, I'm still figuring who I am out. Yeah, I think maybe we're we're always figuring out who we are because we evolve through different stages of our But that's one of my life, lives. that's how I think I feel more fulfilled as I find out more about who I am and I think I'll find out more about who I am as I use the world to sort of bounce off by doing different things, by doing challenges, by meeting people, by going, experiencing places, by experiencing cult- culture. I think they're all things that help me find out more about who I am because I'll know more about the world it's a very good answer I'd have a fucking clue who I am then if you don't <laughs> well you've recently changed now Lucy Holden <laughs> yeah I, feel, I still can't it's still quite hard for me to remember when I'm when I'm ordering stuff online it automatically fills in Davis and I have to exit out and put Halden 
Anyway, okay, this probably will be maybe the last question because I think it's quite an in-depth thing we could talk about. I think it's also quite important to talk about. So someone had asked, how to taper your confidence so it doesn't display as ignorance or come across as arrogant? Which I think is a very, very good question because it's even something that I have battled with where like in the past thinking, oh my God, am I coming across as like a fucking bitch or like arrogant when all you actually want to do is just display a level of confidence. So it's like, how can you be confident, but then also like not like a a narcissist in a way? I think this is difficult. I think there's, there's, there's a difference between competence and confidence. I think if you're really competent in doing something, you can display that without being overly confident. A lot of time, overconfidence can be a mask or a cape that's worn because the person isn't truly confident in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. I think, again, we see this a lot in in people who do martial arts, people who fight versus people who don't. There's, there's always an inner confidence because they're competent in, mm-hmm. in what they are doing. I think, was it? I think it was a Hormozy quote again where he talked about, Carl, can you get the Hormozy quote up? Because I'll butcher it. Otherwise, it's about building an undeniable stack of evidence in order to be com- confident. Because I don't think you can be, you can't be truly confident without competence. I don't think you can be truly confident unless you've done something first. Yeah, so you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror, but by having a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. Outwork yourself, doubt. Yeah, I think... This the, the the culture that we moved into recently is all about affirmations, telling yourself how great you are, which I also think is important for building self-confidence. But I think if you don't go and do the thing and you don't experience it, you don't experience failure, you don't experience a result, how can you be how can you build confidence in yourself by telling yourself you're good at something that you've never truly done? That's just false evidence appearing real. I don't, it's, and I think a lot of people do it. And me and Cal, I think, even tried to coin this term a while ago about people who just go on social media and tell themselves how great they are and blow smoke up their own arse. I think that's a dangerous place to be. You're almost on, you're almost raising yourself up on this really unsafe, unsupported platform or unsupported, um, my brain is not working today. Uh, scaffolding which mm-hmm. could fall at any point because it's so delicately made on your own words rather than actual evidence stacked on top of each other i also think as well because i i do like affirmations i mean i write them i've got like a little thing and i write them down Sometimes, sorry but you're the opposite because you've got so much evidence yeah but can let me just so i i have a lot of yeah, I have a lot of confidence in myself from what I've done. So I that 30K on Saturday was horrendous. In my head, I was like, man up, come on. You've done 100K, fucking hell. So that is my evidence I am capable. But before the 100K, for example, I didn't really have the evidence that I could do it. But every time I'd push myself and push myself, the confidence would build. And as you said, the evidence would build. But during that time, I'd more so, even now, like I have affirmations that I tell myself or tell myself in the mirror something that I like to do that you've yeah, you've got it you're an animal you're amazing. Um, but the one thing I've never said is you are like you're you're perfect because I think people who think they're perfect that that could be an issue because people can't, you're not you can't be 100 percent perfect. You learn the best things from your flaws. Fail like fail, you have to fail. 
Like failing is so good for growth because then you see, but if you're perfect, well, you won't fail. And people say that. I'm like, well, that's not a healthy way to look at it because you have to go through something really hard and build that evidence, fail, go again, get back up, build the evidence, build the confidence. So I think that's where affirmations can become, as you said, you're you're kind of saying all these things, but you you need to do the thing. You need to start. And that can be really hard. I actually 100% get it. It can be really hard to start and just do it. But the best thing you can do is just get out. You're not going to be the best when when you start something. That I think that's the point of it. You're, you're a novice, you're a beginner. It's scary. It's almost thrilling that you don't really know what you're doing. But then that's the only way you can really start building, as you said, that evidence. That I believe even ties into imposter syndrome, which people feel like they're not good enough to be somewhere. But I think that that feeling should be there if you've not been there before. Mm. You you should be nervous to step on a new stage. You should be nervous to take on a new challenge. Nerves and stress are often a good thing, for, especially for performance as well. So I, I agree that's one of the things that is is difficult to navigate. But I, I sometimes think even with affirmations, they should almost be you regurgitating or bringing up bringing up things that you've done before to prove to yourself that you are worthy if they're just false things that you're saying to yourself like i am i i'm an animal i am the best runner in the world what are you though like yeah but my issue is with that where i do fight back on like the hormones quotes if you are starting out for the first time you don't have the evidence so sometimes you might need that push being like i am a great runner I am amazing. You don't have the evidence yet, but by saying those things to yourself, you will start. Do you get my point? You can't just be like... I think that's where it's important to notice notice that there's power in the process as well in becoming. I think before you are a runner, you're, you're a jogger and you're becoming a runner. You don't identify as a runner. You go, I'm going for a run. And eventually you tell people, I'm a runner. So there's a lot of power in that process of where you're going from believing you're, an, you're a novice to then becoming what you want to be. That that process is even more powerful than being at the stage of where you've got the competence and the confidence. But simply telling yourself you're unbelievable because then at some point expectations going to meet reality. You're that you're not unbelievable and that's going to hit you even harder than the fact that you can accept the current position that you're already in yeah i do get that but do you understand my point of if there's no evidence yet it's i think it can be valuable to believe in yourself like you might be doing your first 5k before that you even start the process of the journey someone might have just signed up to the, the build to 5k for example on the app and they're saying well they don't have the evidence they don't have the confidence they've never ran before yeah, but you could have the evidence that you've ran a 1k you, you could have the evidence I'm that you've about walked someone who's, 3k yeah all that aside but I think it's for those people in particular for example or just stepping into the gym they're like I can do this like I am capable you can run so saying those sort of things I think are actually really powerful for people who are starting their journey who need to start building that evidence because sometimes it is hard to get going. I think you, you've changed the question though to being, oh, how can I be confident walking to a gym versus how do I not become across as cocky when I'm speaking about things oh, no, or when yeah, I'm delivering no, no. things? I think they're two very different things. Yeah, no, they are because, well, arrogance. Confidence is obviously having belief in yourself, your knowledge, your abilities arrogance is when someone believes that their abilities or knowledge makes them better than someone else that's the difference when like your arrogance you think you're so much better than other people you think everything you do is amazing and that that's arrogance that's not that's not having 
true confidence and self-belief in yourself like think, that's the I actual think, definition depending on who you are some people need a level of arrogance mm. why if you're heavyweight boxing champion of the world or if you're the pound for pound best fighter in the, U the ufc you need to almost have a level of arrogance which comes in to create a, a, a character or persona the way that goggins created goggins he needed to yeah. become almost arrogant in himself he almost created another side to him that was probably fueled by a little bit of arrogance as well mm. and it helps you keep and remain confident in your own abilities i think i think you could be in that position without becoming arrogant yeah no i i absolutely agree with that i was more so just thinking on like not a ufc fight, world champion oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. level and i've definitely come across very arrogant narcissistic people in the fitness industry who i've met and it, they're so patronizing towards you and all these people have had bigger followings. And I think sometimes I think that's really sad. People will base like their confidence or how amazing they are off like a following number. But then when they speak to someone else, they speak down to them because they've got a lesser following. And I just fuck off. Like that's a really, that's a poor place to be as a person. If you're manipulating someone and you're talking down to someone because you've got 2 million followers and they have 10,000. Yeah. You're not any better. Well, congratulations. You've done great with business. You're clearly doing great things. But you're not any better than that other person. It doesn't, it's not a, so I think that's where arrogance in the fitness industry can be really cruel and horrible. And there are quite a few people who are like that. And I think, I think that's sad. But if you're someone who's not confident, I think the things that you can do is build up that stack of evidence mm -hmm. by let's say it's because i can relate it to myself let's say it's speaking on camera or speaking in front of an audience you can go away and start working on the way that you present yourself on the way that you your the way that you apply your speech to certain things you can go and do lessons you can go and have more conversations with people you can go and stand in front of camera more you can go and speak in front of audiences more you can go to things such as toastmasters where you join groups of people who focus on um elocution there's lots of different things that you can do which will build and build and build and build those layers and layers and layers of evidence i think joe rogan spoke about this before about doing podcasts and it's like it's like putting on layers of paint and eventually you'll look back and see a mountain that you created. And that, that mountain's essentially a mountain of confidence or a mountain of evidence of, pe of previous experiences that you've got to reflect on. And that's what you can do with anything in life if you want to try and build more confidence in something as well. I think as well, and this is something we've spoke about quite a lot, it's in a lot of the books that we've read, is the growth versus fixed mindset, where your growth mindset means that you believe in your intelligence and talents can be developed over time. So you're looking to grow as a person. And a fixed mindset means that you believe intelligence is fixed. Mm. So if you're not good at something, you'll believe you're never good at it. I have a I have a growth mindset, like completely. I, I ask a lot of questions. I always want to know more and think what else I can do. And loads of things that I'm not very like talented at or good at, like maths, for example. I really struggled at school. But I never had a fixed mindset that I think, oh, I'm never going to be able to get past this point. I've always had that growth mindset. And there's studies that I've gone into. If you have more of a growth mindset, it can help with your confidence over time because you're looking, okay, what what can I do? Not, oh, well, that's just life. I'm, oh, that's just who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I'll finish this final question then, just because okay. we've only got five minutes. I'll ask this to both 
you and Cal. I think it's quite an interesting question that came out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a really long-winded answer. One thing in your life that is not important, but you continue to waste time on. Tick tock. <laughs> Fuck me. I need to get rid of it, you know. <laughs> Delete it, Cal. But I would I also question that. Is it, can it be important to your job role? God, I don't know. Yeah, TikTok for me. I, yeah. I need to get a grip on that. And also, I think I messaged you about it, Ben, just like phone use in general. Yeah. Um, I've started to just leave my phone in separate rooms. I've started to realize I'm just walking around the house and my initial yeah. first reaction is like, oh, I'll just like flick on TikTok. I need to pack it in. And you know what? Having said that, live on the podcast to these thousands of listeners I'm going to absolutely make a conscious effort Commitment. to bin it off I've even set a timer on my phone which says after an hour of use of TikTok then it, it tells me oh you've used an hour I just ignore it every single time I just click oh fuck you I'll go past it so that's mine I, I, th- I thought I was going to say on that then I, I think I've mentioned this before 30 years ago before everybody was using mobile phones and social media I think the average person screen time is 5 or 6 hours we still only have the same 24 hours. And I've mentioned this quote before at the start and we don't, but everybody does have 24 hours and we've all lost five to six average hours on average per day due to screen time. And I think that is fucking scary. Mm. I'm, I'm the same as Kyle. I don't think mine's TikTok. I actually don't really go on TikTok. Mine's Instagram. I do tend to scroll or I just, go, I think I find it hard because there's all, I will always have someone to reply to. Like I'll just constantly check it. And my bad habit is I'll be watching telly or TV. So I've already got a screen in front of me and I will be fucking scrolling. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? You've already got a screen. Why have you got another one in your hand? Um, so I've started when we're like watching films and stuff, I'm trying anyway to put it on the table or as Kyle said, put it in a different room. I actually don't need to be on it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on it quite quite a lot in the day with work and things like that. When it comes to downtime and relaxing and getting away from social media I'd, I'm not very good at that and it, I think it, it absolutely wastes a lot of not like necessarily a lot of my time because that's like my chill time it wastes like my mental capacity like stuff that I don't need to see I don't need to, I just waste yeah. yeah I think phone's definitely one for everyone the one thing for me is I keep things in terms I'll give you an example so tabs at the top of your laptop. I've got a hundred of them. You two stress me out with that, by the I've way. Got, I've got tabs at the bottom with documents open. Good. I've got emails at the bottom of my email inbox from two years ago, which is still stored in case I need them. So I'm, I'm almost like a digital hoarder. Oh, yeah. So that it's like, I need to do that still, but I don't need to do it yet. But there might be a time where I need it, so I'll just keep it anyway. And that actually wastes brain power for me on things that aren't important. The one thing I'll also finish on as well is I actually don't think anything is actually important. And what I mean by that is, especially the last two days, we've been reflecting on this. Decisions that you make or fuck-ups that you make or mistakes that you make nothing is important everything is unimportant mm. there's there's nothing in life which is ever 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 going to happen to you if you lose it really you're 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 always going to bounce back from it. And, and taking jamie's quote from that is that as human beings one of the things that we all best at is a comeback because mm-hmm. that's why I was, we are still here and alive today is because you're living proof that you can come back from anything 
So when you say nothing's important, do you mean like in the nihilistic sense where it's like in a, in an essential in an essentialist sense? Okay. Right. So it, it being an putting my essentialist cap on, nothing is actually important. But there are things that are important to you. Yeah, it's more yeah. like the fuck ups don't matter. Don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, it, mate, if anything, like if you if you fucking lose your house, crash your car, like I know they're really horrible things to happen, but it's still not actually important. Okay. I think people, you can hold on to things and hold on to the weight and pressure of things and make it feel so much worse by giving things importance. Whereas you, if you if you take the importance away from something that feels like a mistake, automatically the weight is lifted off you. I know that's a really difficult thing to do. I know that's a real minimalistic way of looking at things. I think it's probably because I'm reading the book Essentialism again and I'm trying to put my essentialist cap on with a lot of the ways that I approach things in life with my diary, with my workload, with relationships, where with where I'm spending time. And when I go into that essentialist mindset, I feel so less stressed. I say no more to people, which is very difficult to do. I, I get rid of a lot of the fat in my life that I don't need, not physical fat. I mean, as in like fat of tasks, stresses. And I think if you start to view a lot less things as important and also move your energy to th- over to things that you actually deem as worthy of your time, you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, I do agree. So that's just like a hard, like a lot of things that are important to us. We've put a lot of like time and invested energy into it, like time or money or Whatever it is, so I think it can be hard. That can be some cost fallacy though, just because yeah, you put no, time no, and money into it doesn't yeah. mean it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a hard concept, I think, for people. Your let's look at your social media page when it doesn't, it wouldn't actually matter. Yeah, no, we've discussed all this before. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's all like trivial. It's yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that is the end of today's podcast. We the only reason we had to off, we could have carried on forever, is because we're collabing today with a very important person so we can't say what it is why can't we can we i'm sure we can yeah we're going to shoot some videos with niall yeah we are niall wilson we've had on the podcast before yeah his podcast Former is awesome gymnast. actually um, and also one dancing on ice and um, yes yeah so we are doing that today and please don't forget to have a little look at the high rocks thing even if it's not even your cup of tea you could just have a little look and see what it's all about i think what we spoke about in the podcast today is maybe like building that evidence and trying something new. And this could be something where you step out your comfort zone to build that evidence. We will leave the link below for you. As you said, as we said, it's 85% cheaper than normal high rocks coaching, which is awesome. And as always, we hope you are loving the podcast. Please take two minutes of your time to go over and leave us a review and follow us on Spotify and YouTube, whatever platform you listen on, because it it helps the podcast so much. It helps us develop the podcast. It helps the Not So Fit Couple podcast team, helps us get more guests on and we appreciate yeah. every single one of you. And I got a blue tick today. And Ben got a blue tick without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also important to note though because you didn't actually pay for it. You got it after your world record. I don't think there's anything wrong with paying for it. Like I no, said before, I don't. I blue don't. ticks have now become more about support than status. But yeah, we'll end it there. But no, it's good because Ben basically has a fake account. Oh yeah, my coach benji.one if anyone's getting messages off Lock it please ignore it. um yeah report it so we were really stressed thinking like ben needs to get verified um, and it happened this morning which is great times great vibes um we will catch you next week bye guys bye